0: What's happening? It's
1: terrifying. It is
2: what it is. Because on the kind of you want to know why. I don't care.
1: My plan is to harness the energy of babies. So
3: This should be a lot of
2: fun. That's
1: what we call at home, all foam and no
0: beer. That would be no problem. So
1: then I was like, yay!
0: Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response.
1: This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and
3: Getty.
2: Booga!
1: What does that mean? I love it. Uh, apparently, the young lad's screen name or something, right? Yeah, that is his online name, and the origin of that was when he was a baby, his grandfather would go to his crib and say, Booga, 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 and he would respond positively, so it just kind of <laughs> stuck as a nickname throughout his childhood. May- yeah. Throughout his childhood, he's 16, he's still a child. He's a millionaire now, Jack. He's, he's an, an adult. adult. Yes. The first part of his childhood. He's sir to you. Park his car. <laughs> i go park his car.
2: Live from Studio C. Say, sí, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. I just thought of something funny. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. That's what we're going
3: for. Our general manager this morning, the city of Baltimore. When Bernie Sanders says it's a third-word held hole, that's concern. When Donald Trump says it, that's racism. What Whatevs. Bored. Tuning out.
2: So I almost said uh, 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 another historic day, which I wore out on a Wednesday yes. last week for the Mueller hearings. But was it? And you were mocking the idea that it was a historic yes. day. Yes, I was. Um, but in any way is a day historic if it didn't have any effect? Probably can't be, can it? Could it can a day be historic that it has no effect on anything yes
3: yes if it was expected to have a great effect you know what I mean
2: I suppose It's yeah. like
3: Casey at the bat strike three pull up a chair you suck Casey mm. come on now so uh but that's a stretch but anyway night one of the debates tonight yes the big- night one of round two. <laughs> exactly. With of the exciting, the historic
2: Democratic debate. With new polls out, which I know Marshall's going to get into, in which Biden has expanded his lead, as everybody realized Kamala Harris just says whatever the hell she wants to, depending on the crowd she's in front of. Everybody picked up on that pretty fast, including the New York Times. But That's anyway.
3: where you're wrong, because I bought stock in her candidacy. She will come surging back to the fore tonight. I mean tomorrow.
2: Well, that's tomorrow. So tonight you got Elizabeth Warren and 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 Bernie, but that's right down on the end, and boot in boot edge edge, but edge, down on edge, the end. Say. This is why I'm tuning in, Marianne Williamson. Oh, Marianne oh, yeah. Williamson. Oh yeah. oh yeah, boyfriend. I will call the president of New Zealand and say, girlfriend, what the hell are you talking about, crazy lady? Man.
1: So, Mister <laughs> President, if you're listening,
2: <laughs> I I think. She has had to fall in love with her celebrity a little bit. Hasn't she? I mean, that's just human nature. She's had to realize how much attention she got for saying wacky things. She's definitely going to go wackier
3: tonight. Oh, yeah, but that's been her act for quite some time. I mean, remember, she had the full imprimatur of the Oprah universe. But she's reached, She was Oprah famous. But she reached the rest of the universe.
2: like right. People have, like me who've never even heard of her now know her name. And she, that's got to be very exciting for her. Very intoxicating. Yes. And she's going to say wacky, wacky, wacky things tonight. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, I'm so excited about that. That's the only thing I want to do. I might just leave it on mute when she talks. I'll yes. unmute it and put it back on mute again. Right. When it goes to one of the many white guys up there that all look the same. Listen I'm, to the racism. Well, there's, there's like five white guys. And that, that's not a, a prejudicial term. It's just that they're, I can't identify them because they look exactly the same. They don't stand More out in any way to racism. me. racism. They, they all look
3: the same to you. They
2: don't stand out in any way to me whatsoever. They could be the same person, just running from podium to podium, putting on a different tie. I think that might be what they do, actually. You're disdainful <laughs> of my people. Hickenlooper takes off his tie when they ask a question for uh-huh. Ryan and runs over to the podium, puts on a different tie, and answers it.
3: And nobody notices. Nope. Jan's late, entirely <laughs> fictional character. <laughs> right. Doesn't even exist. <laughs> right.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: Good. I mean, I know you guys have to mock to be entertaining, but I think when it's all said and done, I think you're going to be surprised. The Democratic Party, it'll be Williamson and Hickenlooper as VP, you know. Williamson, Hickenlooper, 2020. Absolutely. (laughs) Wow. I'm calling it. (laughs) You're in early. (laughs) Yep. You're in early. Williamson.
2: Yep. John Hickenlooper I saw the uh, Washington Examiner piece that says the end is near for much of the democratic field That's the only uh, that's the only thing that brings any excitement to this is there might be some people that realize look I got to I got to take the big swing or there's no point Right
3: Well yeah Yeah I mean those who are just trying to become cable news talking heads or throw a book out there you know they might make it keep it semi-measured but even they especially in the age of hyperbole we're in They have every incentive to say something insane. Yep. So let's hope they don't let us down. I mean, (laughs) mature, measured,
2: policy-focused. No. No. If this is your
3: last time on TV
2: tonight, just go out with a bang. Absolutely. Yep. Right. There is a positive Sean whose smile
1: lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Have a new favorite show alert. Uh, The show is called The Boys. It is uh, streaming on your Amazon Prime. So if you got the free two-day shipping, you already have access to be able to watch this. Uh, this is a show that is uh, r- headed by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. That's the creative team behind uh, the movie Superbad, Knocked Up, Pineapple Express. Uh, this movie is—it's uh, about superheroes and uh, a hypothetical. What happens when superheroes become big business and tied to crime fighting? Uh, actual like city contracts with cities where superheroes get rented out to cities to help stop crime and mm. and. Uh, <laughs> I like it. It is not for kids. It deals with a lot of kind of crazy stoner. You know superhero hypotheticals, like what would happen if the Flash accidentally ran into somebody when he's running at super speed and who is the cleanup crew that would have to come by and get the paperwork signed and NDAs because we can't have superheroes with bad publicity. That's pretty funny. Um, It is really interesting. Non-disclosure agreements. I I watched the first three episodes yesterday. Can't wait to finish watching uh, the rest of the series when I find the time, which will be soon because I'm single and I don't have any responsibilities. (laughs) (laughs) There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
0: I am uh, doing very very well because we are celebrating a mighty mighty muscular celebrity birthday today yes no oh my <laughs> <laughs> former bodybuilder actor and ex-california governor arnold schwarzenegger he was never
3: the governor of california shut up two oh, terms
0: yes indeed not yes no. yes Arnold is turning seventy-two today. His net worth estimated to be still around four hundred million dollars. You
1: like that? <laughs> huh? We should talk about
2: Arnold later on his birthday. Yeah. Kind of guy he is.
3: Yeah. When you get divorced, do you get taken less uh, horribly if you're married to a Kennedy? Uh, I would. I wonder. It
2: she, depends on
3: the, your state. I guess. I would think right? she would have more money
0: than him. Yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, I tried to look this up. As of uh, as of early this year, they still hadn't finalized the divorce. Oh, really? St- the papers are just still who, sitting oh, there. Who knows? I what, yeah. f-
2: who knows what <laughs> they're right. exactly? Arnold to his lawyer. Yeah. The super rich in their complicated lives. Yeah, right. Who knows what benefits who to do what when in that situation?
3: Yeah. Hey, did you hear? Uh, Yeah, I might as well bring it up. Uh, That uh, wealthier parents are now transferring guardianship of their children to uh, get over on colleges for uh, financial aid. Where was that? Uh, I mean, my kid's still got a couple years left. I suppose I could do it, but of course she's 19. Can you have guardianship of a 19 year old? The whole thing, top to bottom,
2: is stupid. Ah, It It is no way to educate. Your young people in your country. The whole thing, top to bottom, is crazy. Hard to pick an aspect of it that isn't corrupt, the bloated, adi- stupid. The attitudes about it. Right. Just the whole thing. Yeah, we got that story later, too. Stop whining. Um, <laughs> you know, Arnold <laughs> We <right> need saying, <laughs> more of
1: your
3: leadership around <laughs> here, Arnold. Thank you.
2: Yes. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, July 30th, year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Oh, Michael, I tell you what,
3: shiny gold star if you can come back from this one. All right? Now, this is another Arnold reference. What do you suppose the uh, college uh, financial aid officers ask the kids when they show up to look for financial aid? Do we still a- have that one? Come on, longtime listeners are shouting no. for it. Who is your daddy and what oh. does he oh, do? Man. <laughs> Come on new no gold star for you. No star at all. <laughs> you son of a fish oh,
1: hey,
3: hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Arnold
2: He's back strong. We're on Easy. the air. the mic was open.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we to that point in yes. the show? All right, let's begin the show according to FCC rules regs at Mark. Bennett, de Blasio, Hinkin Looper, Lupin Loop Hicker, some kid, this woman, your neighbor, friend, this guy, this gal, that guy you always see at the grocery store, Sanders, you did me already. And Bud, 88 candidates. a nine-part miniseries, the CNN Democratic Presidential Debates. That's good.
2: 88 <laughs> candidates. I like the list includes that guy you always see at the grocery store. That's who one of the white guys is. I, hey.
1: I know you. I see at the grocery store. Hickenlooper. Looper, Loop and Hicker. Yes. <laughs> <Classic. laughs> Your neighbor's friend. <laughs> That's hilarious.
2: What are other headlines, Marshall? Uh, as
0: you pointed out, night one around round two of the Democratic debates kicking off tonight. Make or break time for a bunch of them. Massive hack it's, attack. It's going
2: to be break. There's nobody who's going to make. Everyone's going to break. That sounds like cynicism to
0: me. <laughs> Massive hack attack. Millions of Capital One customers could be affected. And I'm one of them. And red, red wine, good for your body, good for your mind.
2: Wow. Hmm. In that direction this time,
3: <laughs> just when I've temporarily given it up.
0: There you go.
3: Well, in two days, he'll have a study that says it's going to kill you. So. Oh, that's a good point. So just wait till Thursday.
2: Okay. Um, uh, how's the mailbag? Looking? Oh, it's outstanding. Really, really some good cool. stuff. Well, then we yep. should get to it. All the stuff in the latest polls. Wow, did Biden pull away? Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. I remember when my life was
2: like that, Sean. If I had a TV show I wanted to watch, I'd watch it today. What's going to stop me? Except for very rare occasions. Now, I I remember that too. The show was
1: Cheers. (laughs) Like the first season. I uh like my washing machine could break and start leaking, and that would impede me. I suppose maybe part of the day.
2: Yeah, but now if I want to watch a show, it's possible. Sometime this fall, I might see it,
3: but I doubt it. Sean, turn off the water. Throw some towels on the floor. Quit being so emotional.
1: <laughs> Get <laughs> Watch back to your watch show. <laughs> yeah,
3: It'll be prioritize. Mailback. <laughs> that reminds me. Oh my god! I thought he knew better. My son was. Gosh, how old was he? He's a teenager, and for some reason, I'm, I'm in his room, downstairs in our house, and I'm in my socks, and I take a step, and I'm like, oh my God, my foot's wet. What the? Oh, no. And the carpet is soaked. And he, he did not live in the bathroom. He had a real bedroom. We're, we're always a little indulgent to our kids. Uh, give him beds and dressers and such. But anyway, so I said, called him, Deco! Declan! I said, "How long's it been like this?" He said, uh, eh, like a week."
0: <laughs>
3: I called all the kids together. I said, "Listen, if there's one thing I want you to tell me about, wow, it's water. Water kills houses. Water kills houses.
0: That's something.
3: It might have been a few days, not a week, but oh, it's like what? But uh, a fire There's another good example. If something's on fire, <laughs> tell dad." Ay. yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I know it. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Uh, ben the Libertarian passed it along as he often does from Buckminster Fuller. I wish my name was Buckminster. You guys mind calling me Buckminster for a couple of days to see if uh, you could see out it it front of other
2: people? <laughs> yeah,
3: or or just Buck for short.
2: I think you could uh, BM Mister Minster. Th- <gasps> no, not BM. No. I think you could change it legally for, like, $75. Stop by the courthouse on the way home today. Yes, I could. Become
3: Buckmeister. Yes, like I, it's Buckminster. All right. Take the time to learn my name. We've worked together for, for forever. The Burgermeister Meisterburger. Burger. Here's what he said. The Burgermeister Meisterburger. Burger. You never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete.
2: Oh, wow. I was reading something very similar to that yesterday about how change actually occurs. It's off to the side. It's not the staying in the same path.
3: A Trump, for instance. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to, to know. I, I was noodling this through last night when, when I first read it. What's the difference between fighting the existing reality and building a new model that makes it obsolete? It's kind of a subtle difference, but the more you think about it, the more clear it becomes, I think. Mm. Offer an alternative. Uh, moving along, I actually had another freedom loving quote of the day. Well, I'll save that for tomorrow. Ah, I keep changing my mind. Uh, what are you going to do? Here's your federal crime of the day. I haven't done one of these for a while. Uh, Section 21 U.S. Code, paragraph 333 21 CFR 135.140E slash 4 makes it a crime to sell liquor flavored sherbet that contains more liquor than necessary to flavor the sherbet. Oh. Uh-huh. Can't have too drunky a sherbet. And somebody has a job to determine that, I guess? Ah, yes. Some sort of inspector. Rob, now in Idaho, writes, It's not clear to me where Rob was before, but let's not dwell on the past. He's now in Idaho. (laughs) Uh, Regarding Jack's dislike of the term butthurt, I subscribe to that idea. All of the old euphemisms are the best and are sadly falling out of use. Jack Joe, help us bring color back into our language. I propose that we start with some of my favorites. The term, the very idea, (laughs) should be used much more often. I'm also partial to Pish Posh and, of course, the always memorable Lick spittle. There are too many people in this country craving and fawning about those in power, but I know you two are no such Lick The very idea. Yours faithfully, Rob, now in Idaho. I love that, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the old-timey insults and phrases and stuff like that. They're so much more colorful. You effin' effer. That's not an insult. That's an insult to you. You have made clear how stupid you are. If you call somebody a fawning poltroon of a lick spittle, then, my gosh, you've brought them to their knees. Moving along. How much time do we have, Michael? A uh, little. Plenty. Uh, Richard. Beautiful San Diego. You talk about schools where everyone gets a trophy for participation. I think health issues are this generation's achievement awards. People who have no relationship with you have to sit down and tell you all their mental issues as if this earns them the respect. Of Mother Teresa. I went to Comic Con last week, was carrying a bag from a professional conference I had attended. I sat down for lunch, and a woman next to me asked if I was that professional. She said she was also, and proceeded to tell me all of her health issues and then those of her son who had accompanied her to the event. The next day, on the trolley to the Comic Con, another woman said she could not sit in a particular free seat because she had claustrophobia, etc. Told everyone about her condition, nobody had asked. I was 30 before I met anyone I knew who had claustrophobia, and now I meet four or five a week. It's almost like saying, my card, sir. Like we're supposed to show deference to these people for their accomplishments. I don't mean to be cruel, but I didn't ask. It is a badge of honor of some sort. It's the narcissism of small distinctions. It's the, you need to know this about me. Uh, I didn't ask, and I don't really care, and I'll never see you again. So, no, I don't (laughs) need to know that about you.
2: Hey, look, Um, I already forgot. uh, Marshall's News is on the way, and I got a debate tonight, and there's some new poll numbers out that are going to have people gunning for Biden. I'll tell you that. Oh, boy. Marshall's going to talk about the lineup for the debate tonight and everything like that. Later, we should play because there's been a uh, a clip of him saying it and a tweet from Rahm Emanuel, who was Barack Obama's chief of staff, about how this whole health care for illegal thing is just crazy. Is basically, mm. what he's saying, yeah, and makes it clear that Barack Obama, unless things change, couldn't get the nomination right now. <laughs>
3: Way is, too conservative.
2: Have things moved <laughs> uh-huh. that much that fast? Is yeah. that possible? Yeah, they have. Yep. I, I I I'm not sure that they have. I think that I think that tiny little wing and the candidates are in the bubble of the media. But well, now we'll you see. said
3: have things move that fast? What do you mean by things? I mean obviously messaging is that fast. American You're the opinion, mainstream voter? No, no, no. They're committing suicide. Right.
2: Yeah. So things haven't moved that fast. It's just that tiny little wing is. The weird media, loud AOC
3: crowd thing. Right. Well, and their access to the energy of the young and completely ignorant of how the world works. And you get that energy echoed by all the youngsters chanting and yelling in the streets. You certainly and think you start that... to think it's a thing. Because you get six people shouting, and a news camera will show up and put the camera in tight, so it looks like it's 10,000 people. And you get the idea that, you know, everybody thinks that. It's insane. And you'd think a group of
2: 50 to 80-year-olds would be able to uh, to, uh, to understand what was going on, though. Anyway, Marshall's News.
0: All right, we got 20 presidential candidates lining up to take the Only stage. Only 20? <laughs> Only 20. Good Lord. In the second round of the Democratic debates, the debates are in Detroit tonight and tomorrow night. Tonight brings Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders and Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren to the stage. Joining them will be South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete, former Texas Congressman Beto O'Rourke, and and Senator Amy Klobuchar. Mm. And along with them... This second debate will likely be make-or-break time for some of the lagging candidates. It's a break. Wait a minute. Only you just break. said, aren't the lagging candidates? No, those are your top tier. Yes. What? Yes, they are. Will this be the last go-round tonight for former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper? Yes. Montana Governor Steve Bullock? Well, this is his first night on the debate stage. So. Former Congressman John Delaney yes. or self-help author Marianne Williamson?
2: Tell us how
1: the girlfriend you were so old?
0: You're so, uh, uh,
2: she's what? got the Sanjaya thing going If anybody remembers American Idol way back when When people were voting for one of the bad singers Just to keep him around right. on the yes. show Because yes. he was so entertaining I think she's going to be that for the Democratic debate She's going to get enough donations And people uh, jokingly saying her name to
3: pollsters To keep her around for a while
1: Tell her girlfriend you were so on
3: <laughs> oh, right. uh, old, old man Bullock I say he has a big night. Comes off as reasonable, smart, to the good. extent that anybody is paying attention and he gets a chance to speak. The problem with being smart and reasonable is that if you're on a stage with a bunch of Marxist shouters right. and, and and promisers of the unreasonable and the rest of it and sloganeers and a crazy person, right. um, <laughs> it's very difficult to make an impression at all. I say The ex- very sort of leadership we could probably use. I say
2: expect boring... Um, Bernie and Elizabeth are, are old friends. They they talked to each other before they even ran to make sure they weren't stepping on any toes and offending anybody. They're not going to go after each other. But a is too polite. You got a bunch of nobodies that, that they yeah. can't do anything. Marianne Williamson's a wild card. She'll say some fun stuff, but I don't I, know. I'm predicting boring. I know you're not supposed to do that. Well, they're not on our like channel, so we don't need to boost up ratings and pretend it's gonna oh
3: it's gonna be a firefight oh my god (laughs) might they like go after old man biden in possible call
0: him everything joe biden is a dummy from a republican (laughs) to a chicken rapist and everything in between dummy dummy Uh, Leading the candidates for tomorrow will be former Vice President Joe Biden and Senator Kamala Harris, a rematch from the first debate when Harris went after Biden over his opposition to busing in the 1970s. Wow. An issue she was on the wrong side of. In 40 to 50 years ago. Yes. Meanwhile, former Vice President Biden is without a doubt the leader among Democrats running for president. We've got a new national Quinnipiac poll showing Biden first among the Dems, leading with 34%. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren. 34? Yep. Woo. Elizabeth Warren came in second with 15%. Then you got California Senator Kamala Harris at 12% and Bernie Sanders at 11%.
2: Here's the way to look at it to me is who moved? Almost everybody stayed in the same spot, except Biden went up and Kamala Harris went way down since the last debate. Everybody caught on to what she is, and those people that had flocked from Biden to Kamala Harris went back to Biden. So we're back to the numbers before the last
3: debate. I think you're overestimating the knowledge that people have about Kamala Harris. I think it was more that... She dropped eight points. She seemed smart and a possibility, and Biden seemed old and addled and confused, but then a little time went by and people kept hearing about Biden. He was still a front runner and all, so that... You know, the uh, the excitement over Kamala dropped off, and people kind of went back to Biden out of habit. Now, when he comes off as a stumbling, fumbling, bumbling old man again tomorrow night, I say you see another drop. We'll see. Who would you go to, though? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine Elizabeth? Uh, Kamala will get another boost up because she's smart. And she's personable? She's likable? She's she's, all those things. She also
2: has a a completely different answer within hours of her last adamant answer. Sure. I mean, she's more transparently that than practically anybody since Hillary Clinton. I don't know if she's going to be able to uh, sand the edges off of that. That whole raising her hand on the debate night and then then later that night in the spin room changing her story. Right. I think that uh, soured
0: a lot of people. Gutless. Capital One says a data breach, July nineteenth, exposed information of about a hundred million Americans and six million Canadians. The companies disclosed that a hacker gained access to one hundred and forty thousand social security numbers. I'm sure I'm one of those. I'm a Capital person. What's yeah. in your wallet? And a
2: hundred million adults. A hacker's yeah. hand, apparently. I assume it's mostly adults. There aren't that many children with with credit cards. How many? There's only a couple hundred million adults in the whole country. That's yep. like
0: half the adults in the country. Which is amazing. The FBI arresting a Seattle woman they say is responsible. That would be former Amazon software engineer Paige Thompson. According to the court documents. Wow, let the ladies get some, huh? What'd she do? According to court documents, she also goes by the handle Erratic. Thompson worked for the cloud hosting company that Capital One was using for a time. Then, then apparently, after getting into uh, into the record, she bragged about it on the interweb. I think erratic is uh, one
3: of on, uh, only one of several words that you could use to describe this young lady. But did
2: she did she give it to the Russians and make money? I mean, it's like you know spies in the CIA or FBI. The, doing it for money, or you, you hate your
0: country, or what One was the, the s- motive here? One of the sources is quoting uh, her roommate as saying, oh, she was just having fun. She was just playing around. Okay, so she did it because she could, and then yeah. had to brag
3: about it because it's so extraordinary. Right. Well, so. uh, b- b- we'll see. Yeah. But I could believe that. Uh, sure. Somebody did it just to see if they could. Yep. And
2: then be- because you did something amazing. Right. you got to tell people. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I broke out of Alcatraz. I'm fine. I'm great. I'm living in uh, you know Sausalito now, and <laughs> yeah. things are good.
2: So similar to our national secrets, mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me. All these big companies, it just takes one rogue employee, right. whether for money or love or or, or whatever, right? Yeah, they can do this sort of damage. There, there never used to be. You couldn't do that sort of damage to General Motors in 1975. You just couldn't, right? No, but now an employee for one of these companies decides to go rogue for some reason. They can really do some damage. Well, and keep in
3: mind that she worked for a company that worked for Capital One. She was a contractor. And so, you know, they, they it was a business-to-business service thing. Mm-hmm. And you can easily picture, you know, okay, some sort of IT person comes in with similar access or... You know, a couple of other different things. Well,
2: if the NSA can't weed out people who are going to sell
0: our best secrets. Yeah, well said. How
2: the hell is Capital One going to do that? I suppose you can't.
0: There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Boy, that's interesting. I do appreciate
3: it when the credit card companies call you up and say, hey, are you in Philadelphia buying TVs? Yeah, Capital One's good at that. Yeah, they yeah. do that with
2: me all the time. Yeah. They hit hey, me with a no. text and an email. Did you just spend... Hard to imagine why
3: I would travel to Philadelphia to purchase a television. Did they you have them everywhere.
2: Did you just spend $17.58 at the Jamba Juice in, in Miami? No, I did not. They're good at that. Well, they, they weren't so good at this, apparently,
3: though. No. I'm Did not you just sure. Drop 25 was? bucks at the Dunkin' Donuts? What do you weigh? I mean, you're always saying you're heavy. Why are you at the donut shop? Hey, who what? Click. <laughs> hey, did you get to what we're supposed to do? Those of us who who, who bend pro- over and kiss your arse goodbye. <laughs> Clearly. It's no. over.
1: Panic uncontrollably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I Go know. to Russia. That's where your money is, huh? What just, am I supposed to do? Just keep check just keep checking your bills, yeah, you and, know, and I, your I records. Don't know, I don't know how other people
2: react yep. to this, but I have a half a dozen different ways that my information's probably been stolen from various right. hacks.
3: Right. So does everybody else. Yep. So what are you supposed to do? Well, when you hear did these you stories? Marshall, I spaced off halfway through? Did you mention that there are multiple tiers that there were a, a ton of people got very little info stolen, yes. some got everything. Yes, okay. all right, yes. great. Yeah. Well, yeah. super.
2: But how many times have we all had some or all of our information stolen?
3: Every one of us has had it happen three or four times. Right. Well, and this, the fact that I can't answer that with right. a specific number, I think tells you everything you need to know. I don't know two or three.
2: How many know. people do you think have your? home address social security number birth date all that stuff I
3: can't imagine but right. I'm sure the number would shock right. me yeah hundreds or thousands right I mean it does not take uh, you know Bill <laughs> Gates or Elon Musk to okay there're like right. six to eight to ten illicit databases each has a chunk here's the name here's listen we have his address and and put that all together. So maybe I mean, I'm, you could get any dope right, to do that.
2: But So maybe I'm wrong, but I hear this story, and I think, yeah, okay, so now another person
1: has right? the same information. Hey, hackers, you, you want my credit score? You can have it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: and yeah. referring back to what Joe was mentioning, Capital One is saying they fixed the problem, and as part of that, they're saying no credit uh, card account numbers or login credentials were compromised. Yeah, all right, then. And over 99% of Social Security numbers were also kept safe. Again, that's according yes. to Capital One.
2: Okay. As do, you I'll were. I'll do what I was yeah. going to do anyway. Nothing. And why would <laughs> they lie? Well, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: exactly.
2: Good point, Sean. Companies, Tech exactly. companies would never lie. It's a very good point, <laughs> yes. Sean. Didn't XP, uh, uh, ex, exp, uh, Xperia... Ex, uh, some Experian Experian Experian, yeah. Experian. Both of them. Yeah. Uh, didn't they... One of those companies blatantly lied. We remember we found out like within days... That something they had said was a complete
3: lie. We, I might have to go we, back and look oh, into that. I'm sorry, the... I've got to stop you there. We uh, embarked on a program of stage by stage uh, truth telling, periodic truth telling. <laughs> to unleash the entire truth at <laughs> yes. once would be oh, it'd be devastating. <laughs> <laughs> so this was for your own good. That's right.
0: Funny. Oh boy. And anyway, uh,
2: so if we learn more about that, we'll tell you. But for now, as a Capital One customer, I'm doing absolutely nothing. Um, (laughs) uh, Trumps. If you get retweeted by Donald Trump, something special happens. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Among other things, we can tell you. It's exciting. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Set me free, time, so, debate tonight, highlights and analysis tomorrow. Join us then, won't you? Oh boy, um, some point in the show, how to protect yourself after the, after the Capital One data breach. So, maybe I'll hit you with those. I think you know what they all are, but for
3: the fellas, protective cup obviously starts there. <laughs> If you roll up your windows while you drive, if you um, get retweeted by Donald
2: Trump, uh, they print out a copy of your tweet
3: and he signs it and they mail it to you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. I've tried once or twice. I had one I thought was a real winner. Don't ask me where it was. I don't remember. But, uh, swung and missed. He was probably busy, I don't know, negotiating with China or something and i'm just looking up at the uh, the tv so r- remember the, the the the
2: championship games heading into the super bowl last year there were questionable calls you could have made oh, that, a... that big interference call changed the whole thing it's headed to the courtroom that was between what? the saints and who are they playing who was the other uh, nfc team nobody
3: knows who lost There's to the rams the rams, the rams. Oh, nobody's
2: sure the rams right um so that's going to court though I mean that was a clear. Almost everybody agreed but that was wrong, and that play in a rare situation made the difference in the game. The and other a great team, deal of
3: money changed hands as a result. The other team would have gone to the Super Bowl if you had gotten that call right. As I recall the circumstances, yeah. Barring like a space alien invasion, yeah. So that's going go right, to. That's right. It was the Chiefs' thing that was kind of more iffy, but okay, yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know how that's going to work out. We'll see.
3: Uh, I I don't think we need lawsuits to settle sports games. Right. Because once you start down that road, it could get really ugly. Oh, it's already ugly. I mean, with the the, uh, appeals and the the video replays and going to New York and the rest of it. I mean, it's already over the line to me.
2: Oh, no doubt. That's one of the reasons I can't watch. But anyway, um, we did this later in the show yesterday. I want to make sure you heard it. One in four
3: delivery drivers eats your food. One in not four, not all, all your food, of
2: not all your food,
3: obviously. Here's an empty bag. More what? than more, <laughs> more
2: than one in four, food delivery <laughs> drivers have taken a bite out of an order. Wow,
3: taking a bite—it's uh, probably metaphorical. I mean, if you if you have a hamburger and there's a bite out of it, we got a problem. Or a pizza slice missing or something, you would notice. I'll bet they're they're more clever than that. I mean, you pluck a, a couple of pieces of sausage off the top or. Here's what you do. You take the patty off the hamburger. You fold it in half. (laughs) You bite a big bite out of the middle. Then you put it back on so around the edges. Still looks normal. Now that's gross. That's some some serious food thievery right there.
2: Well, in the age of uh, Uber Eats and all that sort of stuff, everything is deliverable. Uh, Not many years ago, we would have been talking about almost exclusively pizza and Chinese food, right? Um, and 90% of it would have been pizza. Right. But now with Uber Eats, everything is on the table. Yeah. So French fries, easy to eat. A couple oh, of French fries. Oh, please. How you, do you don't. Not, you're a fool. How do, you, yeah, how do you not take a couple of French fries? It's a tip. Um, so 28% of food delivery of messengers admitted to nibbling on customers' food. 54% say they've considered it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know what that means. Hmm. I've considered all kinds of things. Briefly. Wouldn't it be something if I, and that's the end of it.
3: What if uh, somebody's delivering the sole Chinese food you like to eat—sweet and sour pork, just one old big chunk of pork—and maybe, maybe, maybe just a little piece of pineapple and a little green pepper? Dude, ow!
2: You'd never notice. You'd think, man, this thing's a little light. I don't want you touching it, my food. That's what I don't like. Nah. You're probably handling money and 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 going around the house to house, and I don't know,
3: using the same fork for everybody's food you're stealing from. Your beater Spittle. car's got all
2: kinds of germs in it. Oh my! Um, the same study found that 21% of customers had suspected a driver of munching on their order. So a quarter are doing it and a fifth of customers suspect it. So 5% are really good at it. (laughs) So if you've suspected it, it probably happened. This is my favorite part though. When asked how upset they would be about a driver, a driver grabbing a few fries or eating a little of the food, customers reported that they rate their dissatisfaction at an 8.4. On a scale of 1 being no big deal and 10 being absolutely unacceptable. It's an (laughs) 8.4. Stealing what you
3: paid for? People are mad about that.
2: Well, And sticking your hands and your mouth in it.
3: That's what I'm bothered more by. Just put your lips on a noodle and scoop off a couple.
2: I could probably stand to eat less than you brought to me anyway, so you're doing me a favor on that end. But eh, don't be
3: sticking your fingers in my food. That's grody. Maybe you say to the guy, what do you want, a couple of bucks or a slice of pizza? It's up to you.
2: Wow, you're, you're, a choice. your scale of what's absolutely unacceptable is pretty high. I don't I don't think it's unreasonable for me to expect <gasps> you to not eat my food as you bring it to well, my house. Yeah, <laughs> stick your hands in the bag and eat some of my food. But, but it's an
3: 8.4 on the no, unacceptable scale. You. This is the age of hyperbole and Jack's fallen into it. You've got to <laughs> leave some headroom. Okay, that's an 8.4. So you say it's a 10. What if they put rat poison in your food? What are you going to rate that? What if they poo in it? Then you got no headroom. You're right. That's why you got to go with an 8.4. Uh. <laughs> Shards of glass and, 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 you know, rat poison.
2: All right, you drivers. You're getting away with it, apparently.
3: Now, as a busboy, and I remember people used to think this was crazy. When I was a busboy at this upscale Mexican restaurant, I would eat the food. I would eat the leftovers. After they left? Well, yeah. Well, that's no big deal at all. You got some guy takes a little gal out for tonight, and she orders some big burrito she can't hope to finish. And she's not taking it home? I just saw off kind of the compromised uh, section. I got a nice half a burrito right
2: You've there. done nothing wrong there. All you've done is... you well, you've, little you've, surprise. You've created less garbage for the restaurant. That's she's just... not blowing her nose in it, you're, Sean. You you saw. You're practically an environmentalist. I'm eliminating waste.
3: Exactly. Armstrong and Getty.